What about this one, right? This is a strange one. Shane from Budroom. He does have a different take on life. Mm. I don't think Tanya has a tiara. She'll have to borrow Ray's. Seriously. Do you have a tiara? I don't have a tiara. Fair enough. (laughs) Phil Buzz Rothfield's on the line. Buzz, good morning. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? <laughs> Terrific. Good, Buzz. How are you? Hey, Buzz. We're, we're... No, I'm going good, dog. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Buzz, our talk type, I'm not sure if you're aware, is um, best food at sporting events and also sports people who inspire or move you with their gestures. We saw Nico Hines on Thursday night give away the Paul Green oh. medal and his jumper to Paul Green's kids. He's just a great ambassador. But Fitzy asked it mentioned the old King Wan Chinese restaurant at Sharks Leagues. Now, that was closed down when the redevelopment happened. Did they move the Chinese restaurant elsewhere in the Shire, Buzz? No, they haven't, mate. They haven't, which is uh, which is a shame. And, look, the guy is out of the business now who ran it. You know, I like the food there so much. When we won the premiership in 2016, I had a tattoo put on my uh, calf oh. with the Sharks 2016 premiers. And I did hashtag King Wan. There you go. <laughs> so it's scribbled onto my leg there and uh, will never be removed. Um, yeah, it was a great treat. Will it come back when the Leeds Club reopens? Look, I am trying to... Uh, talk, I'm talking to directors about it. I think it's a massive issue, Dean. I think it needs to come back. Mm-hmm. Fair but enough. The, as I said, the guy who ran the business is no longer in the... You know, he's no longer a restaurateur. If they say so. Anyway, we, we do tackle the big issues here, Buzz. Watch it, Buzz. Our talk topic: favourite food at sporting events. You've done a lot of travelling to some of the biggest sporting events around the world. Yeah. Was there any tucker that was served up to you at a sporting event that you thought this is number one? Mate, I used to love the Frankfurts at the cricket ground. Remember <laughs> the those days? And they used to cause all sorts of drama because one day Ray Chesson went inside and they almost a plate of them. So all the journos came inside and there was nothing left. Oh, Peter got put on the blue with him. Do you remember that, Doc? That might have been before me, mate, the SCG. There was a, there was an incident, I can assure <laughs> you, over Frankfurt. They were really good. I don't know where they got them from, but they were... Sometimes they'd wrap bacon around them. They were magnificent. What about Super Bowl, Buzz? What was there? Can you remember? Oh, mate, Super Bowl was outrageous. There was a, like a restaurant in the uh, in the press box. That you know, there was a big. You know, you walk into a service station. There's an ice cream freezer, and there's about ten different ice creams there. There's a bar if you want a beer. Oh, it was go. just ridiculous. And <laughs> after the game, everyone's there typing, and they put it on a hot meal. Oh, My kind of town. Shark yeah. Park. Shark <laughs> Park's gone downhill. Yeah, I've rated what, it before, Buzz. The chicken yeah. curry down there used to be spot on, but it seems to have slid a bit. Yeah, I'm gonna have to talk to Dino about that. King well, one back and better. In the press box. I tell you what is though is good is the Sharks brand of footy at the moment. I mentioned, oh, mentioned Nico oh, Hines, forty-four-six. The um, their win over the Cowboys. Dino says, I think you're pushing for Nico Hines to get the sixth jersey for the Blues. No, I, I, I think I think they might retain Jerome Luai. Okay. Or that's how I would go. I think Jerome's done enough to retain his position, but I'd probably have Nico in fourteen. What do you think, Buzz? Yeah, look, look, I know. The club combination's important and, you know, the, the old players call it when origin, the chaos starts, you get towards the end of a game and, you know, you've got to put a play on to win it and the club combination of clear and Lua works. But, Bulldog, you look at Hines the last couple of weeks, 
And you look at Jerome Luai, not just last night in Bathurst, there was a few uh, Penrith players that there's, there was abs- one's going ten out of ten at the moment. One's going about seven. Yeah, no, I can hear your so, argument. Look, and we didn't win I, I last year either, Buzz. So. Yeah, we lost last year. So I think in the fair income department, they're going to have to put club combinations aside mm. and pick the best man in the jersey. That's what Origin is about: best thirty-four players in the comp, and Nico Hines is one of them. Buzz, a couple of big stories in your What's the Buzz column in today's Sunday Telly about Manly. One being that they're poised. To sign Shane Flanagan, ah, Shane Flanagan, Kyle oh, Flanagan, effective yeah. immediately, and that club legend Jeff Tuvey is back at Brookie. Yeah, well, let's start with Tuves. Um, What a good story for Manly. Their favourite son, I don't care what anyone says, he is the most loved player in Manly Seagulls history. He left there in distressing, unhappy circumstances. Eight years ago, sacked as their NRL head coach, replaced by Trent Barrett. And whenever that coaching job has come up since, everyone on the Northern Peninsula wants Tubes involved. And he's never come back and he's done a bit of rugby union work. He's worked with the uh, women's state of origin side. He's worked with Samoa. But Tony Mestroff and Anthony Seabold were determined to have him back in some role. Everyone in rugby league knows how important Pathways is, and Jeff Tuvey has agreed to be the coaching director of those uh, of what Harold Matthews, SG mm. Ball, Jersey Flag. So the next lot of manly kids that come through, we're going to have Jeff Tuvey spit and polish, and um, they'll, they'll be better footballers. And as I said today, Josh Schuster, wouldn't he benefit from sitting down with Tubes about match day preparation, about what you do during the week to prepare yourself for a game of football. So, look, I, I really think it's a massive uh, move for Manly. Yeah, fair enough too. Hey, Buzz, really interesting story. Also in What's the Buzz column about boxing manager Peter Matrevsky and Harry Garsod, who we've had on this show before, and he, he's a terrific boxer, but their little partnership, so to speak, their professional arrangement, um, not in a yeah. good place at the moment. Yeah, it's it's not a nice story. Mm. <laughs> I love boxing, but I hate the way that you get all these messy splits. I, I feel really sorry for Jeff Fennec, who put so much work in and brought so much money and so much attention to Brock Jarvis, placed him beautifully, didn't rush him, and he lost the fighter. And the same here has happened with Peter Matreski and Junior, who... Um, former Australian champion, uh, Harry Garside uh, won Australia's first medal at the Olympics for 33 years, came back, wanted to turn professional, turned to Peter Matreski, and he hired Johnny Lewis. He helped him out with sponsorships, got him a job at Fox Sports, secured him a car, etc., etc. He lifted his profile to such an extent that Harry Garside was picked up by, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. That final of that shows on TV tonight, and how he's in the final. But earlier in the uh, earlier in the reality show, he unloaded on his former manager and said he was just being treated like a cash cow, and turn it. It was really, really disrespectful for someone who's done so much for him. Mm. Don't know about you, dog. It, boxing can throw up a lot of stories like this, you know, and. I just don't like it. Yeah, know? I guess that's what it is, Buzz. Boxing's full of, I guess, I wouldn't say loose cannons, but passion and emotion and, and, and money. Yeah. And it's just well, the kind of people that are drawn to the sport, and this is what you yeah. get as a result of that. 
But this one's going to finish up in court. Yeah, we don't want that. It's, it's alleged, and we've got to say alleged, that Harry's broken a contract with Matreski. He's broken a contract with No Limit Boxing. And he's defamed his former manager with mm. some of those uh, quotes that Harry said on television. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people have got to, you know, stop, think, and, you know, look back at the people, the doors that have been opened for Harry. I find it disappointing. That I, I really do uh, how this one's played out. Buzz, you broke a big story last week. The NRL's pushed to get a double header. In Las Vegas, Peter Volandis, Andrew Abdo to travel to the States to try and nail down what would be an historic event in Vegas. Give us your thoughts on why it could happen, Buzz, and will it happen? My first thought is this, Bulldog and Ray, that the weekend big sports breakfast has to do a live show out of the MGM Grand. Buzz, you've got some pull, Buzz. You've got some pull. We've got to make How this happen. How have I got this way, mate? How have I got Raymond? <laughs> you, you, run this team. you run this town. Well, how about you two get together, pull your resources and get us over there? Yeah. We any hope how at all, Buzz. Would it be? We any hope at look, all. Look, I look at it this way, Ray. If we can pull off a double header. <laughs> At that stadium, that magnificent $2 billion stadium, um, if we can get four great NRL sides there, if we can put a UFC event, which I won't attend, but, you know, I understand it's big, and the Boxing World title fight, I reckon this would be rugby league, arguably rugby league's biggest weekend ever. Mm. I think it's a sensational idea, I really do. And uh, look... You know, as well as I do, when Peter Volandis puts his mind to doing something, it normally happens. It comes off. Mm. It's like the Everest. It's like all those other great races, the championships, whatever. And you know what? It's time we did take this step. It's time we Mm. stopped talking about it and actually did it. And I know that they're prepared to put put the, the project out for a couple of really sharp operators who know American sport who know NRL and will be in a position to make it happen. Mm. The only negative is that 17 clubs want to go and 13 have to <laughs> stay behind. That's the only, only negative that I can... Yeah. Buzz, yeah. I should know this, and maybe you've written it and I didn't read it, so if that's the case, I apologise. But I'm assuming they would play like a round zero and then they'd have two weeks off before the next round, which would be round one back here. Yeah, so what would happen, say round one, I would say it'd be the last weekend of February... These four sides would go to America. I'd say they would be given almost a week to acclimatise and, you know, get over jet lag and prepare and look mm. at the stadium. So they would play on the weekend um, and Nine and Fox Sports would cover it. They would then return home. So that would be round zero or actually round one for those four clubs. Then on the Thursday night, we play Thursday night footy in Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, wherever and do the rest of the round over the following weekend. And I think that's the way to do it. Um, mm. you, you can't have those um, teams coming back and be expected to play the next weekend, can you? No, so. absolutely not. Hey, Buzz, Fitzy's asked, can you ask Buzz how the feeling was, and I'm presuming you were there Thursday night, how the feeling was at Shark Park for the inaugural Paul Green Trophy? Oh, mate, geez, it was special. It really was. And I want to give Cronulla a wrap here. They just handled it beautifully, the way they brought Paul's ex-wife, Amanda, up, and, and, and the family down, the, the kids. Um, it was so, so special. Craig Knuckles, Greenhill, Paul's mum and dad in their 90s. It was really sad, actually, seeing them, even though they were here for, you know, the honour of their son. And 
The club did it really well. The crowd stayed around. Nico Hines, as we've spoken about, was just magnificent. And, uh, yeah, it was a terrific night. To top it all off, the Sharks played beautifully, didn't Mm. they? Paul Green would have been so proud to watch the way they played, those shapes they used, Mm. and the attack, and the the hands. And that was the style of footy Greedy encouraged as a coach. You know, um, sorry, Buzz, go on. Yeah, no, you go. I was just going to say to Ray, Friday week, mm-hmm. having lunch with Phil. We're going oh, yeah. to go to Chinese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to grab the little artist, Scott Bailey. Mm-hmm. Just yep. wondering whether Buzz would be kind enough to chuck this on his Amex card. <laughs> I don't use my Amex card, Bulldog. I, uh... We'll bring some cash then. Well, if Ray comes, I'll shout Ray. No, Ray, no, you no, available? No. Oh, you know he can't come on a Friday. That's why you've invited him. <laughs> You're too smart. Yeah. If, if I turn up, I've got to pay my way, Buzz. Sorry. Why don't we go to Ben Lloyd and say we've had a long emotional year? Why don't you? <laughs> it's only April. It's only April. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, Buzz, we have got a couple of games to complete this weekend's round. I'll just run the odds past you. The Warriors, Roosters. Warriors are two seventy head to head. The Roosters are a dollar forty-seven. St George Illawarra take on the Bulldogs later in the day. Uh, the Dragons are a dollar fifty-three. The Doggies are two fifty head to head. Yeah, really interesting one, this one, mate, this first game. I didn't think the Roosters would be that short with the, uh, well, I guess both teams have had short backups, haven't they? And mm. There's a little bit of mail I'm getting that Jared Ware Hargreaves might be out of the Roosters' side. Uh, he might be rested. So that game, in my opinion, is an even-money game. It mm. really is. The Warriors have been outstanding. The Warriors are doing what the Cowboys did last year. It's proving us all wrong. Most of us said they'd be bottom three or four. And they've just been sensational. So they'll be hard to beat over there. I'll tip the Roosters, but it'll be very, very tight. And look, I think St George Illawarra on the form I've seen on Anzac Day, I thought they were outstanding, particularly uh, to come from where they did. And you know what? Anthony Griffin, in my opinion, is gone. But I feel so sorry for him. They've won that. They would have won their last three games if games were decided on tries. They just stacks up Lomax as having a shocker. So they've outscored and tried their last three opponents. Yeah, I was really impressed with them on Anzac Day, Buzz. They were down, I think, 26-12, yeah. and they levelled it up. Could have scored another try to take the lead. Three tries in eight minutes. Suley killed them. Sloan killed them. And they're not a bad sight, St. George Illawarra. They must be incredibly frustrating to watch and support because... You know, yeah, easily buzz. Yeah. They could have been another two wins up the table and uh, suddenly yeah. they're knocking on the door for top six, top four. You know what I can't work out, Doc? bloke called Daryl Halligan, arguably the best goal kicker we've ever seen, has a massive reputation as a goal-kicking coach. You know what St George did? They brought him in this year to coach Lomax. And you know what? He's never, ever kicked worse. Mm-hmm. Crazy Sometimes I wonder whether Crazy. you've got your own style, whether tampering with it late in life hey, is more hey, of a Buzz, detriment. Yeah. Can we leave you to work on, on Vegas next year? Yeah, you can, mate. Okay. You can. <laughs> that's your that's your homework for the week. I'll try and make the game happen. I'll lean on the commission, but you need to use your connections at this great radio network that we're employed to to get us the three of us across there. You just worry about shouting me a duck pancake first. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Enjoy, All right, guys. Enjoy Thanks, the footy today, Buzz.